This is the Yahoo Finance Sportsbook Podcast. Welcome back to Sportsbook. I'm Dan Roberts. And as we record this, we are heading into the championship weekend in the NFL. AFC championship game, NFC championship game, and devoted listeners of the Sportsbook Podcast know all too well that I am a New England Patriots fan. And no surprise, the Patriots are still left in. One of the four teams, uh, heavily favored, I believe, depending on who the Super Bowl opponent would be. I was just looking at Vegas odds the other day, and the Vegas odds are already out for the two different, I guess it would be four different Super Bowl matchups. And that would be Pats versus Eagles, Pats versus Vikings, Jags-Eagles, or Jags-Vikings. And Pats just obviously had the best odds of the two possible combinations that would include the Pats. Just great odds. And it occurred to me to wonder, I already know from living in New York just how much all of my Patriots-hating New York friends, most of them Giants fans, hate hearing about the Patriots. And even when it's not a friend of mine, the moment I say, oh, I'm from Boston or oh, I'm a Patriots fan, people are generally annoyed. They roll their eyes, they groan. And so it occurs to me that a fun little topic to discuss and suss out, especially as we've given so much attention to the various problems with the NFL this season, what have been the contributing factors to the ratings decline, a good topic might be, are the Patriots a problem for the NFL? Having a dynasty this dominant, this explosive, this repeatedly powerful team, is it bad for the NFL? Are fans from other cities annoyed, turned off, sick of it? And so the perfect guest to bring in, my colleague on our sister publication, Yahoo Sports, Yahoo Sports producer, Tim Hines. Hey, Tim. Hey, everybody. Go Patriots. That's it. And yes, Tim, surprise, surprise, a fellow Patriots fan. <laughs> Just the way I like it. Now, I think people could say, well, wait a minute, you should have had a non-Patriots fan to balance it out. But I think, look, we're two guys who are willing to be honest. Who better to investigate this potential issue yeah, than two plus, Patriots Most fans? of those guys can't read anyways. So. <laughs> right, exactly right. There you go. So, Tim, uh, let's start this way. Before we get into the Patriots and where we are in the postseason, let's rewind a little. Uh, on this podcast, which really was born back in September as a business of football podcast, although we have since branched out. But we have discussed ad nauseum why were the NFL ratings down. Of course, they were down last season, too. But this season, they were down more than they were last season. On average, nearly 10% in primetime games. So Monday night, Thursday night, Sunday night. So we discussed all the possible factors. Uh, I've made clear that even though the politics maybe had a role, I think the biggest problem was a macro business trend that isn't really the NFL's fault, and that is the fragmentation of cable, cord cutting, basically changing viewership behaviors. There's just so many distractions now. There's Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. There's so many other things to watch, and I think it's just a harder proposition to get people to watch every NFL game. But uh, what do you think have been the biggest causes of this regular season decline? So I geared all my notes coming into this to talk about how the fragmentation with Hulu and Netflix and all these things, and you took the words out of my mouth, so <laughs> I'll, I'll pivot and go another way. Uh, no, I, I agree with you. It's, 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 a, it's a hodgepodge of a bunch of different issues, but one of the things I, I definitely think it is, it's, it's just oversaturation. The, you, you listed three things about football. Sunday, Monday, Thursday. There's Saturday games coming into the towards yeah. playoffs. It's... You know, back in my day, you know, when I when I, when I walked out in the snow up a hill to watch a football game, right. uh, I'm not that old to you listeners. I'm, I'm, I'm vaguely, I'm, I'm, I'm old, anyways. Uh, no, but there was Sunday, Sunday, and then maybe right. Monday, and that was you waited all waited all night for Sunday night. You know, it was special. It, it, was, it was special. It was Sunday. Yeah. And now there's the Thursday game, and you know, this is the occasional Saturday games, and people are kind of, you know, they're always going to love football. They say the ratings are down. It's like it's like The Walking Dead. The ratings are down, but they're still the number one cable Absolutely. show. It's kind of like. 
you you want to you know pick at the the bully for be, for being you know big, but it's just he's still bigger than you. You know, heavy and, lies the crown. Exactly. exactly. So I think that you know when they build these things out to be you know the ratings are down for a second straight year overall type of thing. It's well yeah, how many you know bullshit games do they put on on Thursday nights? So people aren't going to watch those things, and then the, and the, the players the, don't like them because they it's do shorter not. practice time, shorter rest. Yeah, if, if Richard Sherman was a guest on your show right now, he would tell you that right. Thursday is just bad both for ratings and for the players. I mean, if you take those Thursday night games away and put them on. Sunday, do the ratings go up? I, I can't prove that they do. You know, what I mean, there's and but that's never going to happen. There's already uh, that Fox 21st Century is is trying to vie for the Thursday night games. That's a, yeah. another entity that wouldn't have even been in the conversation. And so, is NFL have any plans to get rid of Thursday night? There's no chance. It's just it is interesting though because as we're discussing this, we are exactly ten years into the experiment of Thursday night football. It started ten years ago, and so. I think the NFL could come out and say, you know what, we're going to peel back a little bit. We want it to be special. You're right. They certainly won't because <laughs> I, it would just look like admitting defeat a little bit. But I think Which they got the greedy. Which the NFL is, 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 you know, they love to do that. They love, <laughs> to, you know, right. Right. They love to admit defeat. Right. No, they got greedy. Uh, yeah, three nights a week. It's like, what, two nights wasn't enough? Mm -hmm. You need three? And it's really more than just three nights because on Sunday you have all day and night. I mean, Sunday belongs to the NFL. Okay, now if you watch Monday night, great. Now it's Thursday night too. And then you're right, Saturday games, not just in the playoffs, but uh, some of those London games mm -hmm. on when, Sunday mornings, early, 9 a.m. I, I mean, can remember going to church, coming back, and you'd have the hour pregame show before the 1 o'clock kickoffs. And that was like, let me get all the information I possibly can in this hour of TV. And that was just really good, you know, who's in, who's not. Now the the thing started five o'clock in the morning. Like that's what am I supposed to watch? Seven hours of pregame show before seven hours of football? And now get me, I'll watch it all because you know that's I'm I'm a deviant when it comes to football. <laughs> but I mean right. it's just too much. Like at a certain point you're gonna flip it off, and that tick has shown in the ratings. Yeah, and another trend that that you're touching on, and it's something we discussed back in our very first episode of this podcast. We had in Eric Nardini, who's the CEO of Barstool Sports, very insightful, very smart executive. And we were discussing, and of course, we're all a part of this, but the fact that the NFL has managed to make itself a year-round news item. I mean, even when it's not in season, it is the dominant sport that we read news about. Everyone's complicit in it. It's just a 12-month NFL news cycle. And I think a lot of consumers, even those who like football, are a little sick of it. I mean, let's use me as a random example. I see in myself that I'm less interested in watching games that aren't Patriots games. I mean, three years ago, I would watch, if I'm free, any NFL game. I don't care who's playing. And that's not really the case anymore. I couldn't tell you exactly what it is, but there's just a feeling. I'm just not as interested. I'll always watch every Pats game, but I am becoming less interested in watching a game if it's, you know, two NFC teams, especially it's like another Giants-Cowboys game. It's always the Giants-Cowboys. I found myself uh, this year, I was tweeting uh, during a, a preseason game and I was making some joke about how awful the the last four, five minutes of a fourth quarter game was. It was like back to back to back to back turnovers in one game that was on. And I'm making this tweet and like you know my my snarky comment about how terrible these teams are. And I realized the joke is on me that I am still actively watching <laughs> right. the last five minutes of a week four preseason game between two teams that aren't even the Patriots. Wow! And like they they got me. Like well, they're, you're they win. the you're the fan they want to still have. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now, what do you make of the complaint? And as we said, there were many different factors. Uh, it was almost like the election where people wanted to say, this is the one thing Hillary did wrong, or this is the one reason Trump won. Well, it was many things. It wasn't just one thing. So one of these many things for why the NFL had this decline this year, some people were complaining, I think more so than in past years, of bad games, just bad gameplay. Uh, to get really nitty gritty and granular, some people were saying that it was a lack of star quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. 
And it's true. I mean, half of the starting quarterbacks were like no-name guys, but people said, oh, no Peyton. And then last season, but not this season, you had Brady miss the first four games. So that was something people said last season was you got no Peyton, no Brady. But in addition, people just said, look, the officiating is bad. We know that the what is a catch issue mm-hmm. is hotter than ever. And people say the fact that that's become an issue is a sign that the rules need to change. Amidst all this, which of these gripes do you think are most legit? I mean, I think there's something to be said about the, you know, the way that you know, Trump didn't start it per se, but that kind of that army of, you know, boycott the NFL for political reasons. I mean, the sports, political, stick to sports atmosphere of that has kind of permeated over this last uh, year and change. I mean, that there's something to be said for that. I, I don't think that there is an outright, you know, ban of whatever. Even the people that, that say the Tommy Larens of the world, the Britt McKenna's right. of the world, that, right. you know, for some reason they all of a sudden know what's going on on Sunday with their, you know, ever so, you know, pertinent tweets. And They're boycotting, but they know what happened. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of like, yeah, so your, your boycott is, you know, whatever you, you want to call it. It's, you know, it's a, it's a boycott by title, but not by actions in a sense. Uh, I think that those things kind of, you know, they're, they're going to show their mark probably in, maybe in ticket sales, but people are still going to watch games. But I think you hit it on, it's, it's, there's a lack of stars, it's injuries, and that, again, goes oh, back so to many our injuries. first conversation of, you know, these Thursday night games. Like, I could list all the, you know, the, the J.J. Watts of the world, the, you know, Deshaun Watsons, the, the you know, R- Richard Shermans. These guys are, are what moves the needle. They're the cover of Madden players. Yep. And if they're not playing, then, you know, I don't know. Like again, I'll watch, but I mean, is the is the guy the kid who wants the, the NFL needs to come in to, to rebuild their fan base going to watch? Probably not. And that's kind of what we're seeing is that one thing leads to another, leads to another. You listed off about six or seven things that could possibly be a reason. One of those might not be the end all be all reason that you can put a needle in it, but it's kind of all these things lead to a downtick in rating. Right. There was a great SI cover recently, and it just said carnage. And it was a cartoon drawing of all the biggest stars that got injured. And seeing it in one place was crazy. I mean, so many of the biggest stars were just out for the season. Edelman after one game. On yeah, team, missed, I mean, Aaron Rodgers missed a large portion of the yeah. season this year. I mean, these guys aren't, um, you know, looking up in, in, you, in your program to find out which guy got injured and who's lying on the cart. These are right. main guys that, that franchises build their teams around and, and who the NFL as a whole depends on to, to move the needle. With some of these stars missing in action, it's a good segue to talk about the Patriots because we have these four teams left going into the championship games, and three of the quarterbacks are guys who, if you said a year ago these would be the starters in the AFC and NFC championship games, Bortles, Keenum, Foles. Eliminated Roethlisberger, Ryan, Breeze. I mean, you had the idea that going into this was going to be a a final four of four quarterbacks that were just, you know, ready to go. Veterans that people know. Super Bowl caliber, have one. Matt Ryan. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) He he doesn't have one, but that's a different podcast. (laughs) Totally. But yeah, I, I mean, and so... I guess it's cool in some respect. I mean, I was thinking about if you're not a fan of any of these four teams, perhaps a silver lining is, well, wait a minute, it's teams that aren't always in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, finally the Eagles and finally the Vikings. Wow. And then the Jags. Oh, cool. And Can't then, even say finally the Jags. It's just like, and the Jags? Right, question right. And then, as always, I'm trying to play the Pats hater, and boy, there's so many out there. Uh, I saw a good 538, which is sort of the you know stat head arm of ESPN.com, a good 538 piece maybe a year ago showing that the Pats and I think the Sox and Yankees, those were the three top 
all of them among the top three most beloved and most hated. So, of course, whenever you have the most diehard fans, you also have the most people hating the team. Yep. Uh, the Pats haters are out there, and they would say, gosh, it's always the Patriots, and, you know, it's a problem, and the AFC is just so weak. Mm-hmm. And it did occur to me when the Falcons were still in, and they came close, I thought, well, a rematch, I think, would be great for the NFL. I would just, just anecdotally, I would sure. assume that the league would like that. You say, oh, grudge match, but that's not going to happen. The Falcons are out. They blew it. And so a Super Bowl of the Pats Vikings, is that good for the league? Is the league happy about that? Or are they thinking, oh, what can we do about these dominant Patriots? Everyone is going to get sick of this. So you're asking this question to a sports producer because my brain has been racking up is how are we going to cover this Super Bowl? I mean, there is no feature angle for Nick Foles. If you guys are watching the Super Bowl coverage (laughs) for two weeks, get ready for some of the best producers in the country trying to dig up storylines to make you guys be interested in giving a care about these teams. Like That's so interesting. You could yeah. only cover the, I mean, the Vikings could be the first uh, team to host a Super Bowl in their home city. It's a great story. It's a good angle. You know, Case Keenum being the third quarterback of that team, whatever. Great. But at a certain point, that be you're going to have to cover that for two weeks? I mean, I, I don't think so. That's then, tough. Then it's going to lean towards if the Patriots make it, which... Right. You know, uh, they're playing the Jaguars, so let's presume that they will. Knock on wood. Yeah, knock on wood. Uh, is that, you know, they're gonna, the coverage is going to lean towards uh, Patriots coverage, whether that be positive or negative, but it moves the needle. It's much mm. like when people complain about Tim Tebow, they complain about Colin Kaepernick. But they want they're, more. They're always complaining to me. They're like, how come your network, and I've worked at several networks that cover this stuff at nauseum, how come they only want to cover this topic? And I say it's because if you look at our trending stories, five out of the last ten stories of the leading month clicks or that guy that you're talking about. LeVar you, Ball, LeVar great Ball, example, too. If you People stop complain, clicking on but it, then they want it. Yeah, if yeah. you stop clicking on it, we'll stop covering it. <laughs> and I think this uh, this Super Bowl, depending on those teams you cu- you said and the, and the quarterbacks that are in it, it's going to be difficult to find angles to cover. And I think what we'll, you'll end up seeing is you know a couple pieces on the, the Jags and, and Tom Coughlin, or, or maybe it's the, the, the Vikings ho- being a home team, or the Eagles you know getting back to the Super Bowl and recovering from Carson Wentz's injury. But you're going to get a lot of anti-Patriots coverage yeah. and pro-Patriots coverage, but probably not so much. Have you been in conversations where the fear is that people just don't want to hear any more about the Patriots? But again, you're right to say at the same time, well, which of these teams do you want to hear about? I mean, another problem, by the way, business-wise, mm-hmm. these other three teams are not from major media markets. You know, I mean, the, the league would love to have a Dallas or a New York or... San Francisco or the L.A. Rams. Boy, I, I thought for a while Pat's Rams. Goodbye to all that. You know, Philly's a great sports city. They have, you know, tremendous fans. Uh, I think it would be, you know, great for that fan base. to. I mean, I think the better stories come out of the NFC because you either got the home team that's going to host a Super Bowl for the first time ever um, and the Vikings kind of being like a, you know, an old school football uh, team of, of sorts, you know, the purple people leaders and whatever. And then you got the Eagles, which is just one of the, all-time, you know, fan bases, like them or love them, uh, for the most part, you know, they're, they're a rabid fan base. And then on the, you know, the East Coast stuff, you got the Patriots, who, you know, we could talk, uh, you know, three podcasts full of the storylines you got there, and the Jaguars, who, you know, it's, it's an interesting storyline, but, I mean, how much of it is really interesting? I think if I had to listen to a bunch of uh, Jaguar stories for two weeks, I mean, and this isn't just because I'm a Patriots fan, it's just because I'm a sports fan. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm tuning out. Like, I don't really, yeah, I get it. They were terrible, and now they're in the Super Bowl. Right. Cool. Right. Uh, 
Yeah, that's a tough one. When we talk about whether the Patriots continuing to be this good, and we know that Brady wants to play until he's 45, and, you know, noise be damned, and ESPN investigations about <laughs> any drama be damned, uh, he's still playing pretty well out there. I mean, if, if you asked any fan, pick a current starter, and he could be your starter. Uh, if they're not going to say Brady, I guess maybe Rodgers, Breeze, but I don't think there are more than four guys that everyone would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe right now they'd say Garoppolo. But anyway, <laughs> knowing that Brady <laughs> wants Patriot to keep playing, there. right, right, <laughs> knowing that he wants to keep playing and that there's a very good chance that again next year they'll be this good and again the year after they'll be this good, whether it's a problem for the league, a, a good place to look for comparison is the NBA right mm-hmm. now, where two teams are in the finals Every year, or almost every year, it's the Cavs and the Warriors. Straight, yeah. yeah, and the Cavs have been in the finals, whether or not they've won, for like five straight? Uh, LeBron himself has right, been, I LeBron. think, seven straight finals. That's LeBron. Uh, but it, the Heat and the, and the Cavs, yeah. Right, and so in that league, when you pose that same question, well, isn't this bad for business? Uh, now, I'm not as much an NBA guy as I think you are, but... Correct me if I'm wrong, the temperature that I seem to get is, no, it isn't a problem. People love this. People love that the Warriors are so dominant and that the only real storyline is who can beat the Warriors. I think it's it, it, it it's like jumping the shark. Uh, you know, the Yankees are, are a great team, and it's all the, the pinstripes, and then they win too many World Series, and all of a sudden right. you hate them. It's right. the Lakers, and it's showtime, and it's whatever, and then all of a sudden they win too many championships, and it's like, you know, beat L.A. It's, yeah. I got to be knocked down a peg. Yeah, to exactly. Like yeah. Not one, not two. Yeah, like get, 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 get <laughs> that, that was terrible. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I think it's it's kind of one of those things where you know people want to see greatness. You never you never want to uh, go to a sporting event or you know to an Olympics or something like that. And you want to see. You want to be wowed. You want to be you see something you've never seen before. It'd be history. So you can say I was at that game or I I saw so and so play live. So when you have a team like the Warriors that was kind of built through the draft before they got Durant, it was fun to watch them. But if they continue to win four, five titles, like yeah. you know, unchallenged, it's not going to be everyone wearing Curry and Durant jerseys in, in, in four or five years. It, it's going to be like like somebody put together a team to beat these dudes. And I think that's what you see with the Patriots. Is you know, you'll, there was an article the other day written that was like why you need to root for the Jaguars, <laughs> and it wasn't have anything to do with because they're a good team or because Tom Coughlin has put this ragtag group. It was because they need to beat the Patriots because we don't want to listen for two weeks of coverage about the Patriots again. And I totally get that, but I think there's also a, a flip side of that coin is people love to hate. Like there is just oh, it's fun. It's so yeah. much fun. There, there's a dating app now that's like it matches you on things that you hate in common with somebody, <laughs> rather than you like things in common. Like <laughs> hating is a very mutual bonding experience. And it, as a as a fan of sports, if somebody is you know wants to play the Darth Vader and be the villain and and be the the, the evil empire, that's a role that some people get to take on. Like Tom Brady, as much as he's clean cut and whatever like that, since Deflategate, I mean that dude yeah. has just he's accepted that role. He knows that people want to take him down at 40 years old at Deflated balls. I think like he thrives on it. Oh, he, he lives off that stuff. That man will play the whole 50 as long as they keep talking trash about him. I have always said if, if you want to beat the Patriots, do the Bill Belichick route and like just talk about how great they are. Now, don't give them bulletin. Jalen Ramsey coming out and saying oh. that we're going to go to the Super Bowl and, you know, whatever the thing. The dumbest possible thing yeah. that they could do, just say the Patriots are a great team and it would, it would be, it'd be a very tough challenge to beat them. Instead, they, they go and they give them that stuff that the Patriots need. That article that came out about the, the, you know, the discontent between the, the three, Kraft and Belichick Drives and Brady, yeah. it, it was like I was so happy that article came out before the playoffs. <laughs> I was reading yeah. it and I was like smiling the whole way because whether it's true or it's not, they're mad that it came out if it's true. And if it's lies, they're mad that it came out because it's lies. It's just gasoline for their fire. And I think Patriots fans... Love that. And I think that, you know, and eventually, you know, 
everything that goes up must come down. And I'm a realistic Pats fan. I, I, I 18 one season was a great season. They were 16 and 0, and they lost the Super Bowl. All praise to the Giants. You uh, got, they, they beat them. It's the but I, I refuse to be the the fan that's like unless you win a World Series or or Super Bowl or an NBA title, it was a bad year. That right. those type of fans. You know, they're just they're they're not very good people. Right. And I think that with Patriots fans, you have to realize, enjoy it while it lasts and, and enjoy the hate. And enjoy oh, and that it will change. Because I mean, it's it will your, change. now that we don't have Garoppolo in the shed. <laughs> I don't know, man. Brady's one hit away from being a, 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 a Peyton Manning who can't throw it 10 yards. And then you're and then you're done. Then you're then you're then you're, you know, the, the Jaguars of four years ago or the right. Browns. Oh, right. God, well, please don't be the Browns. Well, there, there was someone in that article. There's there was an anonymous quote of if we let Garoppolo go, we're going to be the Browns, as in we have no next Brady. And now. We're there, and yeah, I'm with you. I mean, look, if we suddenly are really bad again, or I, I mean, I assume five seasons from now we won't have both Belichick and Brady. There's mm-hmm. no way. Probably we'll have neither. I'm still gonna watch. If you're a real fan, you know, you stick mm-hmm. with them. So this this time will end. I'm, I'm glad you say that. You know, one one last question here. When we talk about the hate, and we've both experienced it, you're right. People love to hate. And in fact, uh, last year's Super Bowl, I watched in an apartment in New York, full of friends. Two were actually from Atlanta, so fine, they're Falcons fans, and that was tough for them. No one else in the room had allegiance, but of course they rooted hard for the Falcons. It's easy to get people on board with hating the Patriots. And yet what I always say, and of course this just annoys people more, but I say, look, if this could be your team, you would love it. Yeah. You know, you and I have an excuse. It's the home team. Mm-hmm. We haven't, we're not bandwagon fans, we're not front runners. Enjoy we the haven't ride chosen. Yeah, we got lucky. And look, they have probably the best quarterback of all time, but people can argue it, and then definitely the best coach of all time. Mm-hmm. I feel like no one argues that anymore. And they find various scandals, whatever, but I mean, most people would have to admit that if they could have chosen for their team to be like this, they would have chosen it. So it's just a matter of being on the outside, looking in. I, we were, uh, the one memory I'll have, uh, aside from uh, almost crushing my dog when I jumped up when, when James White scored, uh, is... The Brady throws the pick six uh, in the first half, and you know, they're about to come in and score and make it a closer game. And all of a sudden, it's not a close game anymore. Like, and I remember it was like that Zach Galifianakis thing where he's trying to do the math on the board and whatever, <laughs> and like how the, the thoughts are going through his head. And I remember thinking to myself, okay, all we need is a quick score here and then a turnover, and then what we have, then if we get a force a punt, and then something. And as a, I, I took a step back for myself, and it was almost like a, as a Patriots fan, you always expect to win. Yes. Brady's going to do something. The ball's going to fall a certain way. That, yes. You know, all of a sudden, I'm, I'm doing the math. I still haven't given up on the game. And I was laughing because uh, I've seen my friends from other sports teams when they get down a run or a, a touchdown, they're like, oh, bench that quarterback. He's the worst person. How do you right. throw a pick six in the right. Super Bowl? Like, Make a tackle. Like, They are so quick to give up. And I think that the Patriots' domination has brainwashed Patriots fans into this like air of confidence that is almost unfathomable because even at 28-3, to you're still believing that you're going to win that game, which is insane. Insane. And, and, then they and, and they and they don't let you down. It's yeah. it's funny where uh, I was telling this story and I, and I noticed you do it and I, I probably done it too because I, I'm not really cognizant of what I say on these things. Uh, <laughs> is um, you, you use the term we? You talk about the Patriots. Oh yeah, yeah. And right. uh, and I was I was nice to work at ESPN. I was in the hallway and I'm walking with uh, Teddy Bruschi down the hallway to uh, do a hit on SportsCenter or whatever it might be. And uh, they had just uh, traded um, Randy Moss, uh, and I was you know trying to talk to Teddy about how I was okay with it and I was like we don't need any receivers I mean we won Super Bowls without without Randy Moss anyways and you know we're gonna be fine and Teddy turns to me very co- uh, coldly and you know he has a very dry sense of humor and he says uh 
uh, we, huh? Uh, which, what position did you play on that team, by the way? And I realized that it's fine when we're having a conversation and you're doing the we with your fans, but we with people who are actually on the team doesn't really fly so well. There you go. That's funny. <laughs> so to circle back to our big question, do you think that the league office is currently hoping and wishing that the Pats don't make it to the Super Bowl or because of the three other small teams knowing that it's inevitable and wanting it because, as you said, I think aptly, that's going to be the biggest market team that'll be in it. Yeah, I, I think you'll never hear anyone in the NFL uh, say that they want the Patriots to win. But in, in terms of money uh, and storyline and eyeballs, eyeballs. Uh, it's, it's the Patriots. And I really don't think it matters who's out of the NFC because uh, they, they're both going to bring a good fan base. Uh, they're both going to bring a good game. But you have the you know the hometown team in, in the Minnesota, which is a good story, and you got the you know the Eagles getting the, to prominence again, and that's a good story for that fan base too. So I really don't think it matters who comes out of the NFC. I think if the Jaguars represent the NFL in the Super Bowl, you we started this conversation talking about ratings. There will be an abundance of people saying the sky is falling when the yeah. ratings come out for that Super Bowl. And again, much to the the conversation we had prior about the Walking Dead, or whatever, it will still be the third highest rated show in the history of television. Right. And they will say that the ratings are down because totally. they they will be. And and chances are, I mean, I think it's been the the record breaking uh, show every year for the Super Bowl for the last couple of years, and it could break the record again this year just because. There's just so many more televisions in, in, in homes, and it's just, you know, the population of football is just ridiculous. But if it's a Jaguars or a Patriots game, and I had to put money on it, I'm, I'm saying that more eyeballs are watching a Patriots game than yeah, a Jaguars game. Yeah, and I agree with you, by the way. I think that the Super Bowl is a separate kind of proposition from a regular season yeah. NFL game. So I think that even with ratings down in the regular season, ratings will be great for the Super Bowl. But boy, they'd prefer the Patriots. And not I, not a problem. And it's funny because the Patriots don't, like, you know, we were talking about super teams, and it's like they don't really go out and get a guy. Like, it's not like they're you know, spending their money to bring in these these guys. They're creating these household names, these Danny Amendolos, the Chris Hogans of the yeah, world. Brady makes any receiver a star. Yeah, it, and it's kind of, you know, you if you hate a team for going out and getting Durant or the, the Miami Heat for putting the, the three, Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade and LeBron together, then your math doesn't really, that argument doesn't work for the Patriots. They're a team built on some other kind of, I don't know, f- formula. I mean, Rex Burkhead. Yeah, yeah like, like, like who are these dudes that, you know, that like, you know, whatever. <laughs> they're, they're cast-offs. Deion Lewis was, was cut by the Browns, and, and, you know, these are guys that didn't work out. Most of their defensive linemen are, like, maybe first-round picks from other teams that they were like, sure, we'll take a seventh-round pick for that guy. Like, please take him off our hands. And it's kind of a, it's, I mean, again, we're Patriots fans, so it's it's whatever. But I I respect the way that they do it. I think it's good for football. To our to our greater point, is the Patriots dynasty bad? I, I mean, maybe I'm a hater or, or you know against the people who say it is. But whether it's because they're winning titles for, for my entertainment or just because the the people are watching, like you could say Patriots to a baseball fan. And they'll have a conversation with you. Like right. They're they're aware oh, and, and up to date on on yep. Patriots folklore. Yep. They can and whether or not be based in in, in in lies and stuff about Deflategate, whatever. I mean, we can get into the PSIs and you know the the, the square pressure of science rule. But um, you know, it's kind of uh, for the, like I said earlier, for as long as it lasts, I'm willing to ride the wave. But I'm also bracing for that crashing that's going to happen at the end because. Nothing can last forever, and I think it's, what, 18 years? That's a long time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I like what you said about, uh, look, hate generates as much eyeballs and buzz and conversation as love. 
So I think we agree, not a problem for the league. No, and uh, I'm going to be on my couch on Sunday watching both games in their completeness, and I'll probably watch the three hours of pregame beforehand. So <laughs> if they're looking to make that number tick upward, uh, they, they got my number. There you go. See, I don't watch the pregame, but there you go. You're the diehard. All right, Tim, <laughs> thanks very much. Appreciate it, Dan. Okay, listeners, I want to hear what you think. I bet many of you hate the Patriots, hate my love for the Patriots, and hate hearing about the Patriots. But tell us. We want to hear what you think. Tweet at us, comment on our stories, or email us. Find us at Yahoo Finance on Twitter. And as always, remember to rate, review, and subscribe to this, the Sportsbook Podcast. And in a week, we'll be talking about the Super Bowl matchup and making our predictions for the ratings game and the business narrative that will result. So let's see what that Super Bowl matchup will be. I hope Patriots, and then the question is, Vikings or Eagles? We'll see you back on Thursday. Thanks very much. Goodbye.